Alright, well let's get cracking then, because we've got to get a rig on, because people got things to do, stuff to do, places to be. We got busy lives, can't be faffing around here doing a stupid podcast about video games, we've got important shit to That's do. That's it, can't yeah. waste the time making a stupid radio show for the internet. What's the point of that? Who listens to that? Who listens to podcasts anymore? It's all about video. It's all about VR. Why, why isn't this yeah. in virtual reality yet? See, this is what we need if we want this show to really take off and be popular, is we need to make, like, uh, you you know all those, like, things where they have crudely made puppets and they sort of sync along with stuff? Yes. We'll make some crude puppets and we'll make, like, a VR interactive video where every episode of the podcast, like, while we're talking, the puppets are moving mm-hmm. their mouths just about at the I same could... time. You know, proper interactive experience. If our podcast were a VR game, it would be marketed as a survival horror. I wonder if I can simulate the VR experience on a podcast. Like, if I go like this and, and go backwards and forwards like this, like, away from the mic and near the mic, and go behind the mic. Like, my mic's on a swivel arm. Well, I, can, I can put it up, right? It's now, like, like three foot above my head. And then if I bring it back down and then spin it around, now I'm behind the microphone. And then I just realised I'm going to mix this in mono. That's not going to make much difference to I was going to say, yeah, I... I mix this all down into mono, yeah. so the volume will change, but your position is not going to. When, when you go back and forth from the mic like that, it's like a nice little tremolo effect. I, get, I think you're going to break into what's the frequency, Kenneth, when you do that. <laughs> that would be. So yeah. That would also be good if we were just so, REM. Can we just be REM? Like, can that be a new thing? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, sure. I, I pick Michael Stipe, Bagsy Michael Stipe. You get to be the other one. I don't know the other one. Can I be the girl from the B-52s? Who's yes. in their shiny happy people video? Yeah, so oh, are, are we now? Can I be back? Yes, yes. Okay. Now we've just made a super group. Michael Stipe, yeah. the girl out off the B fifty twos, and Beck. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Um, <laughs> I got a devil in my mind. Uh, what, what's your favourite um, Beck song, Laura? I like Lost Cause, which is that one that everyone knows, but I really like it. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna sing about how Podquisition Hang is on. Lost Cause. Hang on, Gav's trying to sucker us into another music podcast. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, to be fair, this, Jim, Jim, Jim. To be fair, you are the person that turned the topic onto we should stop being a video games podcast That's and true. instead be the band, like be a band That's instead. Just, to be fair, really it was it, it was me who. Um, Led him subtly into doing that by mentioning REM. I've been, yeah, he's, he's a crafty, uh, I'm a crafty, crafty bugger. One. He'll turn this into a music podcast in yeah. the blink of an eye, and you won't even know you're doing it. It's like when, uh, it's like Fist of the North Star, when Ken, <laughs> Ken punches someone and he says, You are already dead, and they don't even know. Like, I, I didn't even know. He already, like, hit me in a pressure yeah. point and made G- me talk about music. Mm. Gavin, Gavin just, like, We'll turn around at some point in podquisition and be like, "You're on a music podcast." It's like, "Oh shit, yeah. I've been That's on it. a music podcast already." What's I this? Hang on, it's a contract for NME. I am now a music journalist, and I didn't even <laughs> oh. know. Mm. Oh well, uh, that that congratulations. Well, what the, is your first piece of journalism? Judging by uh, some of the um, articles I've seen in NME over the years, you're both better music journalists than a well, lot of the writers. Not only that, that but I've got an exclusive. <laughs> I've got an exclusive <gasps> interview with a supergroup headed up by Michael Stipe, the girl off the B-52s and Beck. So, <laughs> all right, I'm going to win my Pulitzer. So that's enough of that, bollocks. You're listening uh, to Podquisition. On that it's topic, that- though, fucking rest in peace, Metal Hammer. What a balls. Oh, God. Yeah, like, Metal Hammer, the magazine, is just gone. That sucks. I've been reading that for, like, 25 years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, is, is, that, is that like like White Dwarf? Is that like a like a Games Workshop thing? No, no it's, it's basically a metal, like, um, metal magazine. Yeah, it's it's basically like your Kerrang! or yeah. something like that, but mm. focused on, on metal oh, no music. Wonder it, it's like, it's no like wonder Kerrang! but not shit. No tanking a metal magazine. They're normally made out of paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Great joke. Great joke. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that totally sucks. And Gavin has once again steered us back into music podcasts. Uh, that's not what we are. We are video games, video and there games. are video game things to discuss. Nominally this video week. games. I'm Jim Sterling. I'm joined by Laura. Hello, Laura. Hello. How are you this week, Jim? Uh, I'm I'm fine. I've I 
you know what? Every week we we do the how are you, and we do yeah. that before we record, so we already know how each other are. Well, exactly, is, but it's is. you know, it's a nice way for like I'm not asking because I want to know how you are. Like once we're on the show, I'm asking so the audience know how you are. Opportunity for the listeners. Yeah, exactly. The, I'm I'm asking yeah. a question deliberately, you know, that I already know the answer to. It's rhetorical, but you can answer it, and then the listener gets to to know what I know. That's it. That the listeners now hearing how the sausage is made. Yeah. These are the intricacies of podcasting that you don't often get a window into. <laughs> but we here at, at Podquisition Enterprises, we like to we like to just peel back our petticoats a little bit and show you a little bit about like like show you a little bit of leg. Yeah, if you're really lucky, we might show a little bit of the Podquisition panties. Oh, oh. The analogy, analogy continues. <laughs> with Apparently, it does. Vague lingerie promises. <laughs> Gavin, how are you? Uh, I am doing pretty. Did you know that Butch Fig went on to form Garbage after uh, producing no! Nevermind? This is not a music <laughs> podcast, Gavin. Go away. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to watch myself around you, Bad Gavin. Gavin. <laughs> um... Naughty, naughty Gavin. <laughs> Alright, what the hell's happened in video games this week? Uh, there is um, one big piece of video game news this week that's going to disappoint Jim and makes me very happy. You know, oh, yeah, I know this. You know how you previously talked about how you wanted to give uh, Tracer from Overwatch your promise ring and you were going to hold hands and, you know, you know, go to the prom together and such? I believed that... I believed that, that, that I would have been a good dating <laughs> companion, a good gentleman friend to uh, Tracer, one of the characters from the hit video game Overwatch. Um, I, I thought she was the one. Uh, that's that's true, uh, and, and and that might not be the case anymore. That might not yeah. be the that, that's you know not what's the case funny anymore. here is that it sounds like Jim is taking the piss out of the people who were upset about this, but no, this is actually true. No, Jim actually did want yeah. Tracer as a wife. Jim, <laughs> Jim wanted to get married to did no to give that's, a promise yeah. ring to it's Tracer. On, it's there on one of the podcasts. This proof. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, like right, 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 sharp, right. Uh, <laughs> It was always, always, and I want to make this perfectly clear, uh, 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 it was an offer on the table that I wouldn't marry someone if they didn't want to marry me, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So, if, so I respect the boundaries in place and will quietly move on to Reaper, uh, who, <laughs> who, yeah. who I'll catch on the rebound. So the news we got this week from a uh, a new Overwatch comic that came out is that uh, Tracer likes the ladies, and we finally have, you know, for ages we've yeah. been told there are, there are some people in Overwatch that might be of the LGBT persuasion, and it's great. And you know what my favourite thing about this news is? 24 hours before we found out that Tracer was gay, I awarded her my best butt in video games of the year 2016 award. You did. Everyone, well deserved. Everyone, well deserved. Like, I gave it to her because, like, not only does she have a good butt, but it may mm. not be the best butt, but she has a good was butt. Tre- was Trico in there? Trico's Tre- probably the only video game <sighs> character who actually showed you his entire butt okay. this year. Uh, Trico was not on the list. However, I will recommend people go check out the parody Twitter account that is Laura K. Buzz spelt backwards. Uh, they are very, very on point with their satire of me, including a review of Trico's butt in which it, I think they say nice anus, too many feathers, uh, 6.9 out of 10. You know you're going places when you have your own uh, yeah. parody account. Go go check out that parody account. It's a good it parody is bloody account. on point. But um, yeah, no, uh, Tracer not only has a good butt, but she also is an appreciator of butts, as proven by the times in the canon cartoons where she, like, stops to look back and admire a butt before running off. Also, her butt is physically impossible and was the most controversial butt of the year. Like, she's a butt lover with a good butt that had a controversial butt, so... It's a landmark butt. Tracy's got a landmark butt. So, my point being, I give her butt of the year, and within 24 hours she's like, Oh, Laura K. Buzz likes my butt? Fuck it, I guess I'm playing for that team then, and now now she's out as gay, so... I you take, turned her. Yeah, I, I take full responsibility. I'm pretty sure that anyone I award best butt of the year how co- has to How be could gay. you do that to poor Jim, Laura? I'm, I'm sorry, uh, me and... I me, mean, look, look. Me and Tracer look. are going to go off and get married now, so sorry about I'm, that, Jim. I, I'm a gentleman in all things, and... 
and 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 I think it's remarkable to go from butt of the year to gay Christmas action. <laughs> I, th- I I fully support that. And, and <laughs> but but I I do got to point out some problems with the comic. Okay, mm. and, and look, look look okay. I I'm I'm not trying to cause a fuss about any of this. You know, there are some people online who are upset about the whole situation, and I just want to say I don't want to add to that pile. But but. They're not butt of the year, but. just just butt with one T. Mm. I do want to say I found the comic disrespectful. I found it non-canonical. I found it disruptive of the established narrative because when Tracer's girlfriend opened that box, there wasn't several useless fucking spray paints inside. I knew exactly where you were going as you started that sentence. I was like, oh my God, do it, Jim, do it. Defecating uh. all over the cannon. <laughs> but no, in, in I, all seriousness, good. Like, like I, That's the... It good. Uh, I they Tracer don't need my permission to go okay. kissing girls. I, I only have one thought on Tracer mm. being gay, and it's it's a thought that I already shared on Twitter, and that thought is Tracer's gay. Well, it'd be great to see Tracer being gay in a single player campaign. Come on, yeah, Lizard. Let's get a single. Gimme. Okay, I want two things. I want single player campaign where she's gay. I also want like next time they update the game and add in more like voice shouts and things. I want one of them to be something very, very gay. Like, I just yeah. want one in the rotation where, like, if she wins, <laughs> she might say something really gay because it would warm my she heart. She should just go, gay! So, so interesting yeah. thing about this, this puts her, her in the very, very small category of, um, like, Overwatch's box art has Tracer very prominently. Like, she's the, the, mm. the face of that game. Yeah, and her face is the brand, absolutely. Yeah, the, her face is has the brand. Has there ever been, like, gay. a... Has there ever been a game with such like cool, deep, interesting characters and lore that doesn't have a campaign to go with it? Like, has that ever happened before? It's it's probably the best attempt. example. Yeah, yeah. There's been attempts, but yeah. none. I I feel where they went so far into character backstories, motivations, if Titanfall, world building. If mm. fucking Titanfall can give us a great campaign, then Blizzard, you damn well can too. Yeah, they do nice. I'm an entitled like gamer it. and I want I my would, I would absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, the team that made Overwatch did recently put out a job listing that was like, hey, we're looking for people with experience making lengthy single-player narrative-based experiences, so... I am crossing my fucking fingers that they're trying to get people in to make a single player campaign. That would be great. I would love that. But yeah, the the, the iconic person of Overwatch is gay and this makes me really happy and I'm going to go give her my promise ring now and shove the photos in Jim's face and be I, a really sore I, winner. I wish you well. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the worst part is I can't I can't be angry about it if you were to do that because that would make drinking me homophobic. Those, yeah, drinking so, those, so I have, drinking those I have sterling to be, tears. I gotta be gracious and, yeah. ha- and happy for the both of you. Um, no, I, it, like in all seriousness, it is uh, it's an awesome thing yeah. and uh, a real landmark like thing to have happened. And I think that's cool. That's so cool. the the one last well, there's something that's like actually newsworthy to talk about with Tracer being gay. But the the other thing I want to say just about myself because I love Tracer being gay. Is that this is? I did an article very recently about video game characters that I wish would be my wives, and we could live in a big polyamorous, kinky, like orgy house, and just all of them would be my wives. And Tracer, Tracer being gay is like okay, okay. That's one person who was not who was on my list who wasn't previously confirmed gay and now is. I need everyone on my list of wives to be confirmed gay so I can marry them all. So Tracer is ticked off the list. I need to make the rest of them gay. <laughs> um, I think we can do that. We can yeah. do that. I mean, how many years are you going to keep doing those butt awards? Because uh, it's a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Um, so yeah, the news thing that's relevant about this, and it ties in with some stuff we've talked about before. Uh, you know this comic in which Tracer is confirmed gay? Yep. That comic is not available in Russia. Oh yeah, that whole business. Yep. Ah, uh, Uns- that's sad. It's unsurprising, but... Uh, a message comes up and people have translated it and it's basically like, we're very sorry, due to content contained within this comic, the comic will not be made available in this region. And it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah Blizzard did it themselves. They they, they blocked it themselves um, because yeah. Russia, under Mr. Putin, have that whole 
barring of content that promotes anti-traditionalist propaganda, which mm. basically means we don't want to see no gays on our TV or yeah. books or films. Uh, it's it's very yeah sad and, it, and infantile. It, it's infant infant level politics well, that f- actually affects countries. I find it really interesting in that. Obviously, like, yeah, um, the the developers were the ones who made the call to not release this comic in Russia because they were confident they wouldn't be able to. I'm curious what this means for Overwatch as a game, though, because now it is a game that has a canon gay character as its protagonist, like as its poster face. Yeah, it might being, be it, like it... is the fact that the the canon the canon confirmation is not in that game means that Russia will be fine with that game still being a thing in Russia? It it may be part of the reason why it takes a a spin-off comic to make that sort of confirmation. Mm. Uh, Because I imagine... I mean, if that scene was in the game, then, yeah, that does potentially brush up against Russia's anti-traditionalist propaganda yeah like what what happens if they do as as i suggested before add in a um a a shout or an emote or something that is her being a bit gay yeah i mean since america is yeah technically part of russian (laughs) uh, will we get the comic in in a bit like like (laughs) on inauguration day does that comic go offline here we don't know yet it's a very divisive tumultuous time uh, oh look, look at that yeah, what that, i want to know is commentary. is when putin is in when putin is inaugurated uh, in january mm-hmm. as the president of the usa will he uh, enact that propaganda law in um san francisco well that's it that's not going to go down well yeah yeah do you just ban the the state and, much like much like jim it won't go down well oh no not at all. I, I, oh, I'm, fuck, I'm I really be... Amy Schumered that joke, didn't I? I should have like left out bit. the O afterwards. A <laughs> little bit, but but it was still a good it was still a good goof. Yeah. It was still a good goof. I wouldn't say like you it was all among right. your all time tops, but it yeah. was a good one. And if I, I hadn't Amy that... Schumered it, it would have been better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the fact it was it had a baseline quality allowed it to survive. It that. had a baseline quality, Jim, is it? A baseline. Oh no. Are you trying to steer this back towards, you know? Another one bites the dust. So, Queen, <laughs> you are doing. You're on fire today. You, you are on on your A game today, Gavin. Oh Sorry, my goodness, I'm, I'm a bit giddy. Oh no, feel free to be giddy. I'm getting excited about about Gay Tracer. You feel free to like derail us into music land, and I'm I'm willing to just go on that adventure. It's a beautiful place we're going today. Um, <laughs> we just just f- ch- chase your joy and see where it leads. Yeah. Except those who live in Russia who aren't allowed. Chase, chase, chase very specific kinds of uh, of joy in very in the safest ways you can. Hooray! Yes. It Russia. sucks because I I know a lot of uh, I know quite a few Russian gamers uh, like and and I have like a Russian fan page which is completely run by fans and. Uh, I can't. I can't imagine they care about that. Like, I think they're pretty fine with like gay characters and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I think this is just the government being like, yeah, no. It is a government well, level it's down like thing. Most, like, like most of these situations that are sort of occupy this this arena, most people on the face of it don't give a shit. But you just get these fucking wankers who dedicate their lives to being upset by it. And then that's when the trouble starts. Yeah. So um, fun. I mean, obviously, everything I've said here today is satire and jokes. Just in case, once this country is renamed uh, the United States of Vladimirica, uh, that <laughs> I get put in some sort of special room with a bright light in my eyes. Uh, everything I've said is a joke. I don't really mean it. Uh, yeah. And 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 you know, God bless Mother America. So, taking yeah. a, a swift turn away from politics, um, there's a bunch of a bunch of uh, patents for the Switch uh, surface this week, confirming a bunch of stuff that has been rumored for a while. Um, basically, these patents were filed back in June, and when you file patents with the American Patent Office, basically you can ask for those patents to be kept um, off the public record for six months. So, like, if someone else tries to file a patent for those things during that six months, you've got priority. 
but that the things you've patented aren't immediately obvious to the public. And these surfaced during this past week, and we got confirmation of a bunch of things. So, things that the patents seem to confirm... Uh, Nintendo were going with USB-C as their charging type, so they're not using, like, their own proprietary chargers, which is cool. You know, they're going with yeah. a, a standardised format of very fast charger. Um, one of those USB holes. Yeah, one of those USB holes, what isn't a generic, like a, like a specialised Nintendo thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, Apparently, it's using US. Uh, it's using uh, micro SD as its like external storage thing. Again, not a proprietary storage format. That's good. These these are positives. About time. Uh, apparently, they have an interest in VR or at least head-mounted displays, where you basically slot the switch into a headset, and now it's your Gear VR. Meh. It's Blech. it's kind of there. And the fact that it's a, a seven, probably a seven twenty p screen is like oh, that's not going to be great for VR. But Laura. Yeah. Do the do the blueprints include any um decent games? Uh they do not include any decent games other than the one game they show off in all of their uh, patent drawings which is stick figure with sword running through field. Holy shit, I love stick figure with sword running through field. Oh, well that's confirmed in the patents, Jim. Be excited. That is my all-time favorite game. Yeah, uh, uh Bethesda still says Skyrim isn't happening. For some reason, <laughs> they're still denying that it exists, but I'm sure three weeks from now it will be like, oh yeah, of course it existed. Yeah, um, at some point they'll say it, and we'll, uh, yeah. we'll have to pretend that we're surprised. But like that being said, it kind of makes sense for Gear VR support to be a thing for this because it's a screen that has detachable motion controllers. I don't see no, why. No, it fits, yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense that it would be something they'd look at. Um, on that note, uh, motion control and rumble in both of the Joy Cons, which was kind of expected. There's also motion control in the the tablet itself. The tablet has a touchscreen, which we kind of had known for a while anyway. Um, what else was confirmed? Um, there is oh, there's an IR sensor on the bottom of the right Joy Con, as I've been saying for a while. Um, there there are two uses of it. Apparently it can be used to be a pointer like a Wii Remote is. You can apparently also use it to read, like, something to do with reading pulse rate and blood so that, like, it can identify if you are the owner of the system by, like, scanning your hand with IR. Oh, God. Apparently that's a thing the Switch is patented for, which is kind of crazy. Uh, that button on the left Joy-Con that I've been saying since August is a share button... It's a share button. Yeah. It, it's confirmed as... Uh, I think they call it a record button in the patents. It's uh, The left controller 3 includes a record button, as shown in figure 5. The record button... That's good to know. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's basically... I think the Xbox... The X, Microsoft really need one of those <laughs> on their um, Scorpion, whatever it's called. Yeah, I'm kind yeah. of amazed Microsoft are the last ones to have a dedicated button for that. Yeah, their, their recording options are... Sh- are- Dog shit. Yeah. Like, they're, they're dog shit. The patent doesn't specify what kind of recordings can be done, whether it's just screenshots or whether it's video as well, but whatever kind of recording, you just press that one button and it will save to your micro SD card. That's cool. That's yeah, a good I, thing. I look forward to seeing how Nintendo comes up with contrived convoluted ways to make that more difficult than it should be. <laughs> well, when you the first time you press the share button, you have to sign up for Nintendo's YouTube partner program, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you have to literally make Link walk into a certain cave and... Um, and, and like walk around in alcoves in the can. No, you, they're not that bad. They're not Peter Molyneux. No. You've got to find the magic uh, upload stone on the top of the mountain in Breath of the Wild that allows you to upload your images uh, to a specific area of Miiverse. And then from there, you can download them from Miiverse to your smartphone. And then from there, upload them to your PC. You know, it'll be something yeah. something stupid it'll, like it'll, that. It'll, it'll and yet it involves... still won't be as bad as Fable 3's um, inventory. Oh. Oh. Um, and no, here's what it'll do. It'll involve syncing up with some website, some some remote website that is both ugly looking yet somehow incredibly over designed. <laughs> yeah. As with all of their fucking and shit. The the last bit we got out of it is something that's been confirmed by a bunch of reports since the uh, the the patents. But I said it before the patents, so yeah, uh, is that. Basically, uh, clock speed and fan usage are the main ways that the Switch, when docked, uh, performs better. 
And the reports that have come out this week basically suggest it's going to be about 40% of the strength when undocked. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, basically it just, like, lowers the fan speed and the, the clock speed of the components in order to, like, run at 720p when it's a handheld, which makes sense. So, yeah, that's a bunch of information from the Switch that basically is like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I said a bunch of this. I'm, I'm right. Everyone, everyone, you know, think you, I'm cool you now. You know your, your leaks, Laura? Yeah. I'm As in your video game leaks. Well, so, you can like... talk about any kind of leaks you like after the show, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> well, does it ever happen, you guys, where you're just looking at something completely unrelated to podquisition on the, in, on the internet and something to do with... Uh, one of the two of us or the two of your other thing, uh, people in, in the podcast comes up. Because I was looking at, um, you know, that satirical Sony um, account of, um, is it Kaz, what's his name? It's Kaz Harai, the, the fake Kaz yeah. Harai account. Yeah. yeah, well, he was, I was looking through his um, Twitter because it's obviously hilarious. Follow him if you're not. And uh, it, there was one of his posts saying, now when they announced the PS4 Slim, can everyone pretend to act really surprised to keep him happy? And I was there in my head going, that's because of Laura. Yeah, yeah, that's... I, that tweet is because of Laura. I know. Yeah. I'm I'm still kind of amazed that was a thing that happened in my year. It's like, oh, oh shit, I did that, didn't I? Fuck. Um, but yeah, so basically, like, a bunch of that stuff is like, yeah, the Switch is going to have motion control and touchscreens like everyone has been saying. It's going to be faster when it's docked. That makes sense. And it might do VR, which is a sensible decision, even if it's not something that I'm excited for about it. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's that Switch stuff. Um, Jim, you played Super Mario Run this week. You're not as positive on it as I am. Not impressed. Not impressed. I, I was quite impressed. What's Tell me about your problems, Jim. I've not read your review yet, so I, I just know that you you weren't such a fan. I spent ten bucks on a game that is uh, that I beat in under an hour, and then was given was was basically told that the real point of the game was this really annoying competitive multiplayer, but you're not actually competing against actual live people uh, while you're playing random uh, remixed sections of the levels that I just played in in the the tour mode. And, remix, you say? Well, I say remix. They've taken like random screens and bits of it and just jumbled them up to the point mm. where it's kind of hard to really tell that you're playing a different level. It, it, it's all the same stuff you've played. Uh, and you collect little toad mushroom people for winning these, but you well, also Well, I think lose you're actually you trying lose. to say there, Jim, is that the remix of Heresy on Further Down the Spiral is better than the actual <laughs> oh. original song on the Downward Spiral. And I, I think see. that's a controversial stance to take. And you, you let me go that whole way just to, to, just to upend the table there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, God, God, God damn you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Not impressed. So... I, I can understand that, and I think the difference in our opinions comes down to the fact that I like obsessively replaying things over and over and over, trying to improve upon myself, trying to perfect things, trying to get to stuff that I can see and can't get to, and that kind of stuff just lodges itself in my head, and I'm like, I have to, I have to get the things. And if you're not fussed about that, this game is going to be like an hour long, and you're going to be done, and it's like, oh, okay, that's done. I have nothing Honestly, else of I mean, interest like, in it. Like, I'm perfect as it is. I don't need to keep replaying stuff. So, well, like, honestly, I'm, I found that a little I'm with Jim on this one. I hate, I, I really don't like that kind of gameplay. It's why I never enjoy stuff like horde modes. I just find them no, Well, like, here's the thing. Like, I, do, I, I don't mind it. Like, I, I'll play The Binding of Isaac over and over and over again. I, I went through Dark Souls 3 over you know, and over and over and over and over. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. You're putting all these mod- modest mouse lyrics in, in my head. It's not my fault. I'm, don't. <laughs> don't. Sorry. Um, sorry. I got distracted for a second because there's a, um, a tracer panel from that uh, comic in which she says, I'll have to leave this one to the bobbies. And someone has edited it to say, I'll have to leave this one to the boobies because she likes ladies. And that right, made we, me chuckle. 
this podcast Jim, needs to Jim. be more about gay butts and modest mouse <laughs> and music. Jim, tell me, don't again. Oh, don't leave me this way. No, I was going to go with don't stop, but you, either way, we know how how that was shaken down. Yeah. What the fuck was I talking about? Uh, Mario. Talking about Mario yeah. Run. About the fact right. that you, I don't you mind don't like replaying all the levels. Yeah. Well, I don't mind. Like games that that you replay, but I've got to be given a better reason than just get more mushroom people to build another mushroom house. I I kombucha like, mushroom people. Like I yeah. like that. Stop it. I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I like. I, I think the city building thing should have been its own full fledged game. I don't think it should have been tacked on. So it's this half baked half measure tacked on to what is also a half baked half I, measure. I either make a fully proper. Runner game or a full proper city builder. I didn't even care about the toad stuff. I was just going through the the standard levels, trying to beat my high score over and over, and trying to get all of those uh, all of the special coins in a single run on all the levels. And right. see, like for, what was killing me hmm. was it, it was the wager aspect because not only are you spending a ticket. I mean, even though they're meaningless, I think that's a holdover. I reckon this was originally free to play, and those tickets oh, are a holdover. Probably, yeah. Um. But it's it's I don't know like you because you win the toads the little toads for for beating a toad rally course but you also lose them if you lose and 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 I can't stand that I'm I'm like how dare you, you how you dare can't, you take my toads from me you can't stand having an equal level of reward and punishment depending on whether you do well or not oh no Jim. You just want to get a participation to... trophy. Ah. Yeah. That sounds kind of shitty, to be honest. I don't I, think that either. I, I, I paid the Toad Rally ticket to get in. I, I, you told me nothing about this fact that I'm wagering, that I'm fucking betting. And and if I was, let me adjust the bet. Let me change the odds. Because when I'm trying to get like like specific amounts of purple mushrooms... And they're being taken away because there's no way of predicting how well the person you're going up against is going to do. And and that just feels like padding in a game that already does not feel like like I got 10 bucks worth of content out of it. I just love that it's called Mario Run and the Sonic one is called Jump. Like we're, <laughs> we're living in some crazy alternate reality. Ah. So yeah, like I just I don't get no, it. Like I, I understand people liking it, but Rich Stanton, no relation over at Kotaku, like he's talking about this thing like it, like it's got a gold cock well, that tastes of jelly rich, babies. A Rich Stanton, I don't know. That sounds pretty like you, Jim. Yeah, no relation. Uh, he he loves it, and he's he's furious at anyone who doesn't. For me. I I really enjoyed the level design and the sort of the multi-tiered approach that like the big challenge was trying to find those ways to get to areas behind you that seemed impossible to get back to or trying to get to higher up paths that didn't seem accessible and I thought that those levels were really well designed it got me engaging with a genre that I usually just cannot stand and I will give it props for that. It for me, oh, it, no, was, no, I, it was Mario an levels runner. tend to be beautifully yeah, designed. It was. They? It was the first time I played a non-stop runner and been like, oh, these levels feel intelligently designed and like they are yeah. challenging me to explore them. And I, th- that was enough for me. I feel like I definitely got my money's worth out of it. Like even if let, like a week from now, I'm never going to play it again. I think I mentioned to you guys last week that I was playing the. Um, the Mario 3D game on the Wii U recently. Yeah. Yeah. And if the, 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 there were just so many times during that game where I stopped to just appreciate how beautifully clever the level design was. Like, there's, the, did you guys play that level where it's all the shadows on the walls? And there's yes. certain points where you go in behind bricks mm-hmm. and, like, you can only see your shadow and you had to do the jumps that way. Mario's yeah. always had, like, just these beautifully designed levels like that. Yeah, there's nothing that clever in Super Mario Run, though. I thought there was. There were moments where I had to really, really work to find how to do something like I like there is a path below and behind me, and if I try and do a wall jump at the first available point to try and push myself back, I either go too high or not far enough back. How do I get to these coins that exist? No, I mean, there were really, really clever good. moments. I and they're well designed levels. Uh, I'm just saying there's no like like level wide gimmicks like like 
like Gav's describing, there's nothing quite that. Well, there's um, okay level wide gimmicks. I think it's World Two One, where the whole thing is you are running around this uh, this um, you know like the elevator levels. It's a circular elevator level, and you're trying to jump across a a thing that is rolling around this uh, rolling around, so that as it goes off the right hand side of the screen, it then comes back on the left. I thought that yeah, level was really well designed right. and had a really nice core cool gimmick to it. That's a nice that's idea, right. yeah. That's all right. Laura, when you say you, you're not a huge fan of that genre, do you mean like do you mean side scrolling platformers? Oh no, I love side scrolling platformers. I'm not usually a fan of single button non stop runners. Oh, okay. Like, that's interesting because I am mm. and yet don't like this. So there might uh, there mm. might be a, a difference there between people yeah. who generally like and maybe expect a certain thing from their runners I, versus... I generally dislike the genre, but the level yeah. design on show here got me invested in one of these games the way that I never have before, in that I actually... I put, like, nine hours into this. And that how, is... How? Uh, by replay... What? By over and over... <laughs> by over and nine over. hours into a ten-minute game. Hey, hey, it's at least an hour to play <laughs> through all the level, Like, to, to complete all the levels. It's probably an hour's worth. Uh, at every every level, I played at least 10, 15 times trying to outdo my top score well, and, you know, right. trying to get to well, things that I know, could see but couldn't get You know get what, to. Laura? People may think you're wasting your time, but at least you're wasting your time less than anyone who spent that long on No Man's Sky. Oh, I spent 65 hours on No Man's Sky. <laughs> oh, dear. Ow! I invested 65 hours before I had my moment of, oh, shit, this is messing with my, like, Asperger's stuff. Oh, God, no. And wow. just, like, I haven't touched it since. <clears throat> I mean, 65, Ooh, 65 hours, though. I mean, that is, uh, again, if, if, if you're a, a person who... And some people are quite time spent with with the money, um, just on that pure level. You got yeah, that is good work. value. Yeah, yeah, if nothing, that is good. If nothing else, like I'm I've, trying to think I've what feel... games I spent that long with this year. It's like Dark Souls, Deus Ex. Yeah, that's about it. I I spent longer in No Man's Sky than my first run of Dark Souls Three took. Mm. I've def- I've done more oh, than wow. one run, but my first run of Dark Souls Three, I think, was about fifty hours, and. Yeah. I put sixty-five hours into No Man's Sky, so you know, I. For, for, you finished much quicker than me. I think it took me like sixty-five, seventy hours to finish uh, Dark Souls. 3. I did. I did it all on a Let's Play, so there's a record somewhere of how yeah. long I spent doing it. But um, I think when you're doing a Let's Play as well, there's probably a little more pressure not to dawdle around looking at pretty vistas <laughs> and stuff, is there? Oh God, definitely. Like there is. Like that was nice. Now we 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 go yeah. on and murder everything. Because um, like twenty percent of my time in Dark Souls is just staring at stuff and going, "It's so pretty." No, like, well, if if my let's plays this week or anything to go by, like, I spent a good half an hour during one episode of Final Fantasy Fifteen this week screaming because a button prompt wouldn't work, and I just spent half an hour running around this fight, being like, "Why is the fucking button prompt not?" Oh working? yeah, you want to save that, and reload. Uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, right? And this might not be. You might not, guys, not, uh, might not, oh my god, I can't talk, might not agree, but I did not like the, I like the aesthetic of the four guys, but I didn't like the, the the locations at all. Like, I I, thought that the art design was so boring and unimaginative compared to previous Final Fantasy games. They reminded me an awful lot of Xenoblade Chronicles X, which I absolutely loved last year. Yeah. Mm. I was a big fan of it. It. No, I liked I, it. I liked it's their pleasant. world design a lot, but I can see Fair why enough. someone wouldn't though, because it is very grounded. It's it, it is yeah. more more muted, less flamboyant. Yeah, it's it's. I like, mean, compared um, to Midgar, it's like yeah, it's it's more you know. it's more about like the little roadside towns where it's like here is a gas station, yeah. a shop, and like six houses compared to your big Midgar style areas. But it, but yeah. I feel it like... keeps showing you these incredible looking cities and you don't get to go to them. And I'm like, <laughs> maybe you get to go to them later, but I'm never going to get that far into that game. So, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm still enjoying that, but yeah, I, yeah. It, if I, if I was going to like going back to No Man's Sky, like, yeah, I definitely got my money's worth out of that game. Yeah. Even if, 
I only got my money's worth out of it because I get stuck in obsessive loops of trying to do things, and that yeah. game is very. So you, you got your money's worth, but you didn't get your fun. Yeah, that worth. that that yeah. game is very good at breadcrumb trailing me into doing repetitive strings of tasks that I will get obsessed yeah. with doing. Yeah, so, we all fell for it for a little while. Come on, we all did, just like we did with Destiny. I. No, honestly, I, I was bored really? shitless throughout the whole thing. Like my first impression of No Man's Sky was bad. Yeah. Like my, the first planet, I was like, "This is horrible. I can't wait well, to I... get off here and find somewhere more interesting." <laughs> yeah. I, there was nothing more interesting out there. It's a big cold my... universe. Yeah, my thing with No Man's Sky was I kept thinking someone something was going to change and get better, and and I remember saying on the podcast it was it was about six hours in. When I was like grinding some shit so I could open one more inventory slot to make my experience mm-hmm. less miserable, and I was like, yeah. "What I, am I doing I with think, my life?" I, it's just not worth I it. think for me, the point where I got um, got irritated with how long it was taking to go through uh, was I was going down the quest chain where you're obeying the uh, the big glowing red thing that leads you to all the like, oh, here's the like all the rooms full of like we're going to teach you a bunch of words when you step on these tiles and things yeah and yeah. i'd been to like six or seven of them and every time it felt like the next one's going to be the one that does the thing and then yeah, they're just exactly. like no we're going to keep you know keep uh, you got to yeah. keep going that's exactly it laura i was like the next one of these i hit now is going to put me in some cool like dungeon level where i have to do yeah. some platforming the next, or the something the next one or... of these i do is going to unlock the mega hyperdrive that lets me like jump six galaxies at once or something yeah. and or something different you know but it was no. it was never the <laughs> it was never the one um the the atlas was it the atlas path i think they were called but yeah that yeah. that's a game yeah. i put a lot of time into and i don't regret putting that time in but I'm not going back Jim, to what it was your, uh what was your most time spent in a game this year? Um, I want to say Dark Souls, Dark Souls 3, maybe. Yeah, me too, um, I think. Because I don't know if we had the talk on, on the podcast, but I know Laura and I did talk about uh, a sort of Game of the Year stuff. Mm. And both of us said, like, the year had so many good potential candidates yeah. that Dark Souls 3 might not get a look in. Mm. Uh, and... Honestly, when I when I was finalising the list for the Jimquisition Awards that went up uh, this week, um, I was like, when it comes to the game that dominated my free time, um, you know, not counting stuff I did for work, just stuff I did uh, for my own enjoyment. Yeah. Dark Souls Three was it, it took the lion's share. Like I yeah. I very rarely have the time or the um, mental wherewithal after playing, you know the amount of games I, I, I play for, for work, to want to play through a game more than once so soon after I've already beaten it. But mm. I went through at least at least three times now I've beaten Dark Souls 3. And for me, that is... That's reaching unprecedented levels. There's only a few games I've ever beaten more than once uh, just through not having the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there are some games that are so... They, 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 I, I find them so mentally arresting that I will make the time. Like I, I might even put off stuff that I actually have deadlines for to <laughs> do it because I'm like, no, I'm actually going to have some fucking fun Gone. for yeah. a minute. Uh, and agree. Dark Souls 3 was it this year. That was the one where I was like, okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what I've got to do right now. I'm playing some of this because I deserve it, goddammit. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that, I that's agree. why I eventually got an award because it was the one that, that took my time this year. I, I know that we're <laughs> doing like the big game of the year, like discussion thing next week but uh mm. yeah like dark souls 3 is one of the two games that i would say defined my year like if i'm thinking about the games that i look back on and feel like they defined my year it was dark souls 3 and pokemon go for better mm. or worse those are the two games that are gonna stick with me from this year so yeah dark souls 3 well spo- oh, spoiler so for next week dark dark souls 3 is is my game of the year so uh i wouldn't be yeah. uh, like i've not um i'm doing like category breakdowns of game of the year at the moment on let's play video games doing like hey this is my favorite butt of the year and here's my favorite mobile game but i suspect when i do my full top 10 um later Mm. this week dark souls 3 is going to be on that top 10 it's probably going to be very high at the top it might be the top game i thought we'd be doing our like games of the year today so i posted my top 10 on twitter last night (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, we we were kind of going to, and then it's like, oh, there's there is a little bit of news this week, and we're, I we'll do it next. We're pretty sh- like 
Jim made the very good point that there's no probably going to be next nothing week. next week. So two two of my top five are games that Jim gave mediocre to. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I've got um. I mean, obviously the Jimquisition Awards went up, so it's no secret what my favorite my five yeah. favorite games were. Uh, I got the top ten shittiest games going up uh, this coming Monday. That's a fun. A one. lot of people think. No Man's Sky is going to be on it, and some people have even suggested I'm going to put Overwatch on it to make a principled point about microtransactions. Um, I will not confirm or deny anything. Mm. I, there is one on there that is definitely making a, a, a stuck-up point about something, <laughs> uh, but I think no one's going to fight about it. Yeah. Um, My- as for people wondering about No Man's Sky, remember that on the gymquisition.com, on the the website where the written articles go, there is a written award show I do that isn't a video called the Mediocre Awards, which I started yeah. last year, and there's everything to play for there. My, my favourite... Uh, Jim, may, oh. may I just say... Sorry, Laura. Oh, do you want to go first? No, go, go. No, no, you, you go first because I only heard you coming in after I talked, That's which made right. me presume it's there was okay. some lag. It's okay, Gavin. You, you, you go ahead. Gav, hit me with it. Get May your I new, just say, new music reference out of the way. Regarding your um, uh, to- your uh, Games of the Year video, <laughs> kick-ass fucking montage at the start. Oh, oh thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, I thought you were leading into another uh, uh, another great music pun. But, no, no, thank sorry. You. I, I, I got a fair few compliments on that. I like, was being I've genuinely the... gushy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I've always done the, the intro montages, but this one came together really well this year. Yeah. It, it, mm. It, it was a mix of good games with good footage that worked, and mm. and yeah, I, yeah, just yeah. yeah. I, I I think I you think go, you go, Laura. I th- I think for me the category that was interesting this year was like games that were so close to being really good but fell apart and just didn't land. Because there's, there was a, yeah. lot there's, there's a, a lot of that. There's a lot of that this year. There's a lot of things that there's... I was like, I love so much about this game, but I can't recommend it to anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, no, I know there's one of those that you both feel that about that I completely fell in love with. Yeah, you. There? This is you. You finished uh, the Last Guardian this week. Yeah, mm. and I completely fell in love with that game towards the end. And uh, if it weren't for the, and I'm, I, I completely admit the controls on the kid are awful, and they never get better throughout the entire experience. Mm. But I did get used to them. Uh, if the controls on the kid had been better, it would be my runaway. It would have even beat Dark Souls Three as my game of the year. But Holy as shit. it is, it's just a beautiful, flawed, broken masterpiece. You know, I a beautiful, flawed, and, broken masterpiece is probably ha- like a really good way to describe it that I can agree with. And that's yeah. like I know that we vary very wildly in how forgiving we are of that game, but mm. like it is a beautiful masterpiece that is fundamentally broken in several ways. And like I mm. agree with you, that ending, it's stunning. But it's perfect and I, it's beautiful it's, and it's Can you see why, uh, in spite of hating how it controlled and never wanting to touch it again, I'm probably gonna go back and rewatch that? I I listen, Laura. I was so angry with that game at times that I was mm. like, "I'm never playing this again." And the minute I I finished it, I wanted to go back, and I actually did go back and start it all over again. I, for me, the end, like uh, not just the ending, but the last few chapters of the story. Just, I mean, I have never fucking bawled my eyes out so hard at a fucking video game. Jesus, and it's not because of the reason everyone's thinking. It's you know there were little happy moments in that game where you're just the the Trico just you see how much Trico adores you has grown to adore you and I swear to God I just fucking cried all through that goddamn last few hours of that yeah. game like <laughs> I did a lot of crying during playing that as well yeah it was so beautiful and it really like it's never maybe I, the only time I can think of this as well was Mass Effect three but in a much more negative respect where. I couldn't stop thinking about it for two days after. Like I would, w- I was waking up in the middle of the night feeling sad because I missed Trico. Like I know that sounds completely ridiculous. I I don't think it sounds ridiculous at all. Having finished that game, it's it yeah. is just a case of I'm so glad you were able to get on enough with the the mechanics to be like I can live yeah. with this. I wish I was yeah. in that situation. I don't like that the mechanics and the controls and all those things stopped me yeah. from enjoying it. I don't like that. I wish I enjoyed it as much as you. So yeah. I'm glad that you got the experience out of it that I think, wish I had out of it. 
Is it possible that this is one of those cases where having to finish it quickly for a review may have influenced that difference in the experience? Or do you oh, think it's just you're less patient I, with bad controls I, and stuff? I didn't rush to get my review up at an embargo. I think I got mine up like a day yeah. and a half after embargo or something. So I... We were also given really big lead times. Yeah. Like I was done yeah. with that game well ahead of embargo. I, yeah. I didn't feel the need to rush. Exactly. There was plenty of time to get it done. I didn't feel rushed in that regard. I think it's just that I I personally, for whatever reason, felt less able to forgive those those issues with that game. Mm. Yeah, I think the real problem that the main the main barrier for me was that playing it often made me feel sad a lot. Mm. Mm. Do you mean yeah, the, that, the that story or because you felt I mean, disappointed that it wasn't all it could have been? I, I, I mean that actually physically having to hold the controller and make the game work was a very sad time for me. Okay. Wow. It's a funny it, one because, I mean... It was, like, it was a bad time. I was mm. having a lot of the time. Hmm. It's funny, isn't it, the way that's like a different experience for different people? I mean... Yeah. I know for me, towards the end of the game, I really made peace with the whole... Trico's just going to take a while to do stuff sometimes. And, you know, while he's doing it, I'm just going to admire the view. <laughs> you know? See, I, like, for me, it, 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 it only got worse the, the, mm. the more that happened. I, I could never make peace with it because it, it never... I never accepted it. I only yeah. got more angry each time it happened. Yeah, which Whereas is fair you, enough. You, you, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, your reaction is is just as valid. You know, you yeah. you got, um, you know, inoculized to it, so mm. to speak. Whereas I just, the wound was only opened up worse each time for me. So mm. it was like, you know, we experienced the same thing, just had a totally different reaction mm. to it, processed it differently. Mm. I still, I, I would absolutely recommend it to anyone who enjoyed Shadow of the Colossus. That's what I would say, because like that game had, t oh, well, yeah. in my opinion, even worse controls. <laughs> yeah. And we all still loved it. Well, so if, if you could get on with the other, Ico as well, if you could get on with them, if you, if you like super loved them. Yeah. Then yeah, you're well, like at least really like this one. I'm in that situation. I super loved um both of Ico's past games. I mm. I gave this one of the lowest scores around That's and true. I I well, lower than I me. struggled to forgive it. It just the I the, struggled to forgive you. The, the fact that I, the fact <laughs> that I loved it so much was mm. part of the reason why I I was so harsh on it. It was just, it just wasn't yeah. what it could have been. And that. Mm -hmm. Well, I, yeah. I still, from a layman's point of view, I still recommend people try it because I, like never, ever has a character crawled into my heart that way, yeah. the way Trico did. And all I want for Christmas is a Trico plushie. <laughs> they don't do them. Why? Why don't they do I them? They lost so much money me. by not having one. They might be working on it. The PlayStation gear store churns out some like a, a, an impressive amount of of shit and tat for mm. their stuff like like bloodborne statues and uh, there, there was this gorgeous journey statue they made a statue for journey that had uh, uh, the red robed character and a, the white robed character together mm. um, i had it it got broken mm. um, i've never so, i've but, never yeah, like good stuff they they'll make some good last guardian stuff i've never bought or desired any game tat and, like, the only stuff I have is stuff I've been sent by Ubisoft and CD Projekt because collusion. <laughs> but um, yeah. I would sell my firstborn for a Trico plushie. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And it made me fucking... Like, seriously, it stuck with me so... Like, I could not stop thinking about it for two I'm, days after finishing it. I'm you know? really happy to hear and that. That really does make me happy. And like a certain other uh, thing that came out recently um, in a different medium than gaming, it did bittersweet well. Are we, are that's, you, all are you that's all I'll say. Are you referencing that film what came out recently? Yeah. Are we going to talk about that uh, like film? That, like that film, it did bittersweet we'll talk, and it did it well. We'll talk about it. Broad strokes and yeah. just remember that the, what you might not consider a spoiler, others... Probably yeah. will. So we gotta be we'll really. Be very I mean, broad I, I can strokes. pretty much. I can, I can give you very broad strokes on my opinion of Rogue One. Go on. What's your, yeah. Give so us right. your broad strokes, Jim. So right. 
It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. all right. My, that's, that's, that's my thoughts on my, Rogue One. It's, it's all my, right. My spoiler-free thoughts are that I felt the opening was far too exposition-heavy and far too reliant on jumping between disparate exposition plot points. Um, Very I, think me, I think we both agree with you on that, yeah, the, actually. Cause we... The opening of that film was not well-paced, and there were points yeah, at agree. the beginning where I was, I was not engaged with it. I was bored. Um, mm. Also... Like it might have been a deliberate artistic decision to start the film very grey and increase the colour prevalence as the film goes on. That may have been a directorial decision. The, it looks like a stylistic yeah, choice. The beginning, that's so funny, Laura. I that's exactly what I yeah, noticed as well. <laughs> like I would my suggestion is like I suspect if you watch like frame by frame of that film and put all the frames next to each other as like a, a strip, you would go from black and white to colour in a very smooth transition, and that's probably a deliberate thing. But mm. it made the early sections of that film that were dragging because of their poor pacing feel even yeah. more drab because of the relative lack of colour yeah. and interesting visuals, particularly when compared to, like, say, The Force Awakens, which started very, like, blues and oranges heavy. Yeah. Uh, that being said, the latter half of that film I thought was pretty superb. Once it hit the last act, yeah, is, that is final good. third was fucking once, fantastic. Once it hit it? its stride, it did everything right the way it needed to. I felt yeah. it didn't shy away from any of the choices that I think that film needed to make, and it slotted yeah. itself in very nicely to the original trilogy as a pretty solid. Like, oh, this is a prequel that, in my opinion, does nothing but add to the original trilogy. It adds some very nice context and backstory for a war that you only usually see the aftermath of rather than the 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 actual ongoingness of so i like the additional context it gave to the original three films it's a better prequel than the prequel trilogy but it starts pretty damn poor yeah yeah i think i feel the same way about it like i want to go re-see it i i'm hoping that going and reseeing it, knowing the pacing issues it has at the start, and knowing the color gradation through the film, that I can enjoy mm. it more, not worrying about that so much. Mm. Like I'm, maybe I'm, yeah, yeah, maybe a rewatch would be I'm, better. I'm hoping that knowing the start is slow will prevent me from worrying during that slow start, but yeah, I yeah, I mean, some of the like space battle set pieces were some of the best the series has I, I, I think and some, uh, yeah yeah their action sequences in the end were, were among the best and by, by mm. the end of that film I feel like the emotional the emotional arc endings you get for a lot of the primary characters feel very good and very earned yeah I agree like, I, 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 I slightly de- okay that. that's fair like uh, only insofar as the the idea of them being earned with regards to the fact that I was bored by every protagonist okay. and did not find them like okay it. like being in broad strokes the protagonist Jin the ending of Jin's arc I felt was it what I didn't feel forced to me it felt like a we're, very we're gonna have to probably end. put a spoiler warning at the start here aren't we no, we're, we're treading fine. dangerous waters okay, here. Fine. I think this is as close as <laughs> we can go. I want people go. to listen to this episode. I think we've gone as so, close as we can, and we probably need to yeah, go no closer. Yeah. But we'll pull back. I think we went pretty, pretty good on talking without spoiling anything there. Yeah. yeah, but I think most of us seem to seem to be of the opinion that it was, you know, maybe not the best Star Wars out there, but but it, it was it's it's solid. It viewing. was surprisingly good for what is a spin-off. And it made me excited for the rest of those spin-off films. Like I, I am very much yeah. happy to be like, oh yeah, every, alternating years, I'll take one of these. You know what though? It would be nice just for once to have one that isn't about a Death Star. That's what the prequel yeah. trilogy is for, my friend. Episodes one through three. Uh, yeah, but they're unwatchable because they're terrible <laughs> yeah, but that's what you, want. you want one that's not about the Death Star and also good okay let me put this in another way it would be nice to have a watchable good Star Wars movie that isn't about the Death Star uh, the, I mean Empire Strikes Back was 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 pretty low on yeah. the old Death Star that was the only one that didn't really have the big super weapon thing going on Yeah, and that's pro- like 
in my opinion, by far the best out of the 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 oldest the older yeah, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a popular one. It's a popular opinion, but I, I'd have to agree as well. Like Empire is is out of the original three, certainly mm. my Se- seven my is my favorite, favorite one of all. Uh, seven. Shout at me, everyone. <laughs> I really bloody like seven, and like I'm not ready to say it's my favorite until I've seen that trilogy because I want to see what it's building to. But yeah. I really bloody like seven. I want to I want to see eight already. Let's skip ahead of 12 months and get to Christmas next year. I want to see eight. I hope I, eight has more Ireland in it. Uh, they, they did some more filming on that island in Ireland. So probably some nice. more Ireland. Like considering nice. how it ended, I imagine it will probably start in the same place it ended. Yeah. So which is awesome. you're going to get a little bit more Ireland, Gav. We got lots <laughs> of tourism on Skellig Island. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, I'm I'm into the whole. I'm I'm still, still into what they're doing with Star Wars. Yeah, this one was a bit mm, hit and miss. Uh, didn't really like the protagonists, but it had some cool I, moments, and I feel like it's still in a strong. Track. I did like so. I did like this. I liked Seven. If if the quality stays at least yeah. where Seven and Rogue One were, alternating. I I am going to be very happy to live through six years of annual Star Wars films. Like I I am I feel very privileged that that's a, a world I get to live in. I thought it's I, an interesting in some world ways to live in. in 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 little ways I found Jin in some ways more interesting than Ray because she was far more flawed a character than than Ray. And I like I like. My I mean, it's a pretty characters. flawed character when you've got no character. That that that's. Pretty, <laughs> I pretty disagree, but that that would be a topic. Yeah, I'm gonna that, disagree that as well. Would, oh, sorry, yeah, I mean, her 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 flaw was my 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 dad. Her, that that was a personality. <laughs> hey hey dad. hey, let's let's save this for a maybe spoiler cast if we wanted to do that. Let's not bring yeah. that here. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So is, is this a good place for us to probably do do some wrapping up and shiz? Yeah. I mean, she was a better character than that fucking robot. So anyway, I yes, like the fucking yes. robot. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. He reminded, <laughs> he reminded me of the robot from that other space series, that one where the man gets picked up from the pub before the Earth is blown up. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, oh, no, fine, fine. Um, let's, let's finish this show on you having wrong opinions about robots. Uh, uh, ugh. Uh, oh, um, uh, the only thing worse than the robot was Super Mario Run. Um, oh, Jimmy boy. <laughs> well, I could have said the Mass Effect 3 ending. I didn't. You could have said Mass Effect 3 ending, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's let's get this wrapped up. It's going to be a, you know, a short, fairly short episode, but they have been lately just because, uh, yeah, you know, it's a holiday we, season. We, you, you're still getting we, your hour. We went over the hour. We did over an hour. We did your show length. And we don't want to yeah, keep we... you all from fighting with your families. Exactly. That's it, yeah. We want to give you as few reasons as possible to uh, avoid your family. Go go talk to them. Give them a hug. Tell them that they're okay if they're okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, go say hello to your racist uncle. And while you do that, you might also want to mentally take stock of what else you could listen to, read, enjoy from your friendly podquisition hosts. And we'll start with Laura. How can people get more of your stuff? Me and my stuff. Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter. Laura K. Buzz on Patreon. That's what pays the bills. Laura K. Buzz on YouTube, where I'm currently playing Final Fantasy XV alongside doing trucking videos with Joe Parlock and doing Lady Killer in a bind as well, so we're doing all those at the moment. Otherwise, letsplayvideogames.com is where I publish a bunch of shit. Uh, keep your eyes on letsplayvideogames.com because there's a fucking exciting article about vaginas that is probably going to be up by the time this podcast goes up. And, oh, oh, I've seen the full colour art, nice. my friends. It is a thing of beauty. You are going to want to see these monstrosities. <laughs> Wonderful. And Gavin, um I, I get this impression from, from today's recording that you're a you're a bit into the old music. Uh, <laughs> and this, how could we learn a bit more about that? Yeah, it may be shocking to some people who listen today, but I'm rather into the old music. And uh I also like to make the old music and you can find it on YouTube under Miracle of Sound and you can find my album Level Seven, which is all my songs this year uh, on iTunes, Bandcamp, Amazon, all those places. And if you buy it, it means I get to keep making more music. <laughs> and that's pretty awesome. So That's a, that's a pretty good deal. So please do. <laughs> yep. 
Yep, I highly recommend it. He's a very talented boy. Um, and, and Laura, a very talented girl. Hey. So talented, these people that I have on this show. Okay, so, so that's not, good. Not like that untalented um, fuck Jim. Uh. Not like that hack. That hack. Um... <laughs> He spent his whole podcast just just mouthing off about Russia and Super Mario. Jim Run. is That's a not an come entertaining on. Podcast. Jim is a talented boy. I could do. Let me I show you, baby. A I'm a year. talented boy. Get off. Oh, I had to get oh, one more in there. That's, that's in in memory of uh, in memory of Prince because this podcast's you know, over. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Uh, do have happy holidays, Merry Christmas. You know, whatever. Um, have a good one, please. Don't, try, try and have a try and have a good time. <laughs> happy weekend. Christmas. Uh, yep, uh, and I was going to say Happy New Year as well, but we'll have another show out before then. We're going to yeah. do um, you know yearly wrap up stuff next week. Uh, Laura Gav will tell you about their favourite games from this year. I might have a little drinky poo, uh, so that'll be fun. <laughs> Uh, and do check out the Jimquisition Awards. They went up this uh, past Monday. They're on the Jim Sterling YouTube channel. Um, there's a Super Mario Run review on the website if you care enough about that. And the spin-off Doctors went up, which was the Super Mario Brothers movie, which, funnily enough, wasn't put out to coincide with Super Mario Run. That was just uh, It's one of our most requested movies, and so we put it up for, as a Christmas treat. Uh, so there's that. Uh, otherwise, you know, the normal stuff. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, as far as Patreon goes and, and funding for the Jimquisition, uh, it's been a record month this month. Nice. Um, and uh, there's been some... Huge subscriber numbers coming up on the channel as well. So it's just been an amazing month. Uh, in what is normally my slowest month of the year, um, it's been pretty incredible. So thank you all so much for that. And, that, and that's it's extra wonderful. great considering how YouTube has been lately. Yes, yes. Um, YouTube's algorithms and things are, uh, yeah, a little bit squiffy. So it's nice to see that, that things are going pretty well uh, at the moment. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for that, uh, and I am done talking, so all that remains to say, um, which implies that I'm not done talking because I've got things remaining to say, I'm just going to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.